Do you think Russell Wilson is in trouble? Do you think they overpaid him? Do you think the Broncos need to figure out a strategy and figure it out fast? Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs, and here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts. Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. I always find it fun when I get some predictions right, because I got four out of the seven predictions right. I was just checking the scores while the intro was going off. So I was like, Kansas City won last night, right? Because I watched like almost all that game. At one point, I kind of felt like, okay, I know where this is headed. And I had to check the score this morning. It's really bad. You know, get up, you know, meditate, pray, make up my bed, check NFL scores. <laughs> um, so that's usually the process of this morning. But let's go ahead and dive into, I believe this is episode seven. I'm so excited to be back on the mic with you all. Thank you for all the fun um, comments and um, feedback you've sent me. I appreciate every last one of you. I truly do. I say it. Um, a lot. And I want you to know that I do mean it um, for sure, because this podcast would never have made it this far if it wasn't for you. And as normal, this episode is brought to you by the coffee that's inside my cup. I get a joy from posting, hey, what coffee are you drinking? To the point now I get asked. And on social media, I always get told I love watching your coffee videos in the morning. They're not my personal coffee videos, not yet. Um, I'm getting there. But I find other nice coffee videos that I think either the drink aesthetically looks gorgeous and or probably tastes good or I just love the video itself and I always end up sharing it on my page. And so, listen, you make coffee videos out there in Instagram land, nine times out of ten I probably shared one of your coffee videos. It's very possible. Um, so we will dive in. There is a little bit to cover, a little bit, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I want to make sure I don't keep you all too long. Help you have your breakfast. I hope you're ready to go, ready to listen, um, because I'm going to go over the games I predicted, right? So let's look at week five's games. I'm going to start putting these games on post-its so I don't have to turn the page on the microphone. But I don't know why I predicted the Lions would beat the Patriots. Zappy did something amazing, and that didn't happen. But I did predict the Bills would beat the Steelers. I predicted the Cowboys will get to them in a second, would beat the Rams, and they did. I predicted the 49ers would beat the Panthers. That's right, 49ers. They did. We'll get to them in a second as well. I predicted the Bucks would beat the Falcons. They did. I predicted the Chiefs would beat the Raiders. They did. And for some crazy reason, I predicted the Bengals would beat the Ravens. They did not. So I actually got, hold on. I actually got, um, yeah, out of the seven games I predicted, I got one, two, three, four, Five of them right. Look at me. And now I'm moving up because this is week six and I've kind of wrote down all the games. So I was like, Ashley, we'll just predict all of them and we'll go from there. So let's talk a little bit about Russell Wilson. That's topic number one. Is Russell Wilson in trouble? I opened up asking that question because everybody saw Thursday's night, Thursday night's game where the Colts defeated the Broncos 12 to 9. Um, a, a good number of people from what I saw on like Twitter um, and like uh, analysts on YouTube watching snippets of their um, shows right after that 
Um, we're really calling this one of the worst games in a while. I, I wouldn't say ever. I'm sure there's another game out there in history, in NFL history, that was absolutely atrocious. But this one, honestly, is in the, in the running. Because Broncos fans started leaving when they went into overtime. Because it was 9-9 for like a good minute. And it went into overtime. And you saw on the camera, Broncos fans were getting up and they were rolling out. They were like, I don't want any part of this. This game is trash. We should probably be beating them. They should. And I don't want to stay for this. I felt like if I had to narrate and give a storyline to the fans leaving, that's probably what I would say. Um, if you kind of look at it, what really took the cake for everybody um, during overtime, because they went into overtime because it was 9-9, Russell Wilson threw, had an attempt to throw a pass to Cortland Sutton, you know, one of his go-tos, and the pass was incomplete. Now, mind you, they're in the end zone. They're basically like third and one or third and whatever. And he makes his pass, not a good pass at all, and over yonder, and not over yonder, I mean probably just a few meters away, K.J. Hamler was wide open. Wide open, which means that could have been a touchdown. And so once the pass was incomplete, because Cortland Sutton was kind of guarded by at least two Colts defenders, was on him, and Russell Wilson tried to attempt that pass, even though what's-his-name was not even, if you just looked, just transitioned your eyes two meters to the right, you would have saw Hamler standing there, wide open, nobody guarding him whatsoever. Um, and after that, that was game at that point. The game was over. KJ Hamler went to, he was walking back to the bench and he like just had a meltdown, started slamming his helmet into the ground and just lost his like his his emotions for on on Prime TV. Um and it was just not a pretty sight. There was a lot of commentary um, about him after that. Um, just go watch the video. Just uh, go Google it, um, and you'll see. And to be fair, I would be upset, too, if I was wide open and you just didn't look, didn't just move your eyes a little bit to see me standing there, no one on me, and you try to force this pass somewhere, and then it cost us the whole game. And we've already been not playing well, and now we're still losing, so to speak. So... If you look at Russell Wilson with the Broncos, mind you, it's only been five games. But if you look at Russell Wilson with the Broncos, his completion percentage is at like 59%. He's a little over 1,200 yards. He usually teeter-totters around the low to mid-60s for his completion rating. And those are full seasons Um, in the past when he was with the Seahawks. His yardage is usually way higher. So, But granted, on the last team, he had Lockett. He had DK Metcalf. He had decent weapons on the last team. But to be fair, on the Broncos, he has some pretty good weapons as well. Don't know what's going on there. A lot of people are asking questions because he's getting paid like a quarter of a billion dollars. Like he has $140 million guaranteed. And they're paying him that money for these clutch moments. The game before that, the head coach, which also in some sense can take some of the blame here, of course, because he's in charge. He took the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands and put it in the kicker's hands. And I'll never forget when I read a quote that was like, they should have paid the kicker $140 million and paid Russell Wilson $9 million. I said, oh, I saw that on Twitter. I was like, ooh, somebody woke up and felt some kind of way. And, you know, I was watching a bunch of analysts talk about the Russell Wilson situation. and. 
it probably has gone viral already, but if you haven't seen Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football, I believe is the name of the show. I watch their stuff all the time. There's He's one of my favorite commentators as well. Um, and he, he called them posers. I'm not making that up. Go to YouTube, type in Kyle Brandt and Russell, Russell Wilson, and it'll come up. He gives a whole spiel. And he said he didn't mean that as um, he's not a good, like Russell Wilson's not a good person. But, you know, when you look at you got to have one or two things going for you in this game when you're a quarterback. You got to be either a really likable guy in the locker room and or have some crazy skill and play very well on the field. And it, my perception, this is only my opinion, after hearing Kyle Brandt kind of go over his thoughts about Russell Wilson, not just how he was playing, but how he is off the field, it really sounded like at the end of the day that his teammates don't have a really fondness of him and he's not playing well on the field. So, you, you know, pick a struggle. Like you can't have, <laughs> pick a struggle. You can't have like both struggles. You got to legit figure out where the disconnect is and do something about that. Um, I'm really interested to see how Russell Wilson is going to move forward to build that locker room back up. Cause as of right now, it looks like your wide receivers don't trust you and individuals can win games, but teams win championships. I read that quote somewhere. I did not come up with that by myself. Disclaimer. Um, so <laughs> um, I really wanted to share that because I really want to hear what y'all think. Do you think Russell Wilson is in trouble? Like he went from the Seahawks. He really called into question his Hall of Fame status when he chooses to retire. And the Broncos, this deal, they're stuck with him for like another five or six years um, because of the deal that they made. On top of that, what about the head coach? Because Russell Wilson is not all the blame here. You know, North Carolina just fired their head coach because they were like, listen, you ain't doing it. And I remember I told my friends this and they were like, wow, they fire coaches in the middle of the season. I said, yes, <laughs> the team's losing. That coach will lose his or her job. Well, they don't. I, I've yet to see a female head coach. I would love to see a female head coach, but he, he will lose his job. So as you can see with North Carolina, they just fired their head coach. So everybody's looking at the Broncos like, what are y'all about to do with this head coach? Because it is his first year as a head coach in the head coaching position. So yes, he is learning. However, you need to learn faster. You need to pick it up faster. You need to do everything faster because as of right now, there's a disconnect there with this offense and it's making the Broncos look really incompetent and it's making them look bad. Um, so that is my two cents about Russell Wilson. I want to hear from you, not who to blame, because we know who to blame. Um, I really want to kind of infer whether Russell Wilson is in trouble. I think he is. When I saw that game, I was like, these were like even the interception he threw. I don't know who he saw out there, but there wasn't a single Bronco player out there for you to throw the ball to. You threw it straight to the other team. And he's done that more than once. You had wide receivers that are open, that you're just stuff that you would think a first year, second year quarterback would do. This is a guy who's been in the league for 10 years and he's making these rookie mistakes, so to speak. And I think that's why everyone's kind of holding him to a higher standard. So, yes, NYAC says Russell Wilson is in trouble. He needs to get it together rather quickly. <laughs> Let's talk real quick about fantasy football. Did I win? Yes. Yes, I did win week five's match. I gosh, I destroyed. I almost won by 60 points. Just a little bit shy of if I had gotten two more points. I ended with 164 points. And to think that they tried to get me to trade off Travis Kelsey, y'all. Like this this other person I told y'all last um last episode that he tried to send over three players who by the way were not good. 
and to form my Travis Kelsey. No, Travis Kelsey scored 30, what was it, like 31 points in this week alone. Now, granted, I got to where I got to because everybody scored a good number of points. Like, everybody was on it. That's You only have a few matches like that where every player is on it and gets you a good number of points in fantasy football. But just what a win. And give it up for the 49ers defense. I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm tempted. We are in the top three. De- We've always been in the top three defense. Our defense is very, very good at what they do. I just love the defensive coordinator. I love the strategies that we have right now. Um, they're holding it down. Um, you know, prayers up for fast recovery for um, Mosley, um, who was injured in the last game against the Panthers. Caught a beautiful interception. I think in the next play after that interception, the next time the defense got back on the field, his ACL, he tore it. It's He's officially out for the rest of the season. So pray he gets the recovery support that he needs so he can return. He's such a valuable, such a great player. Mosley is almost darn near impossible to replace, you know? So I pray the rest of the defense holds it down, steps up, covers him very well while he's out. But we just got that injury report that um, Mosley um, for the 49ers defense is out. He tore his ACL. Um, And I put up a tweet that I was crying because I was just like, he's such a critical part of that defense. Um, And Tom Brady came through, scored some points. It was a slow start for Tom Brady. But he started to pick up because I think Sunday night I went out, um, not Sunday night, but Sunday went out with my friends. Um, we went to like a cool like sports bar spot. It's very rare that I go to the sports bars and go watch the games. And it's just such an atmosphere being around a whole plethora of fans. You had Steelers fans. You had Broncos fans. No, there was not a Broncos fan. You had 49ers fans. You had uh, Buccaneers fans. It was Panthers. You had so much of a good mixture in there from the jerseys people were wearing. Um, it was just great. Um, so I truly enjoyed being in the atmosphere of yelling at the TV with other people um, because it's wonderful. Shout out, Tom Brady got that going. Hopefully he can keep the win alive. And then M. Carter from the Jets, that wide receiver came through and did some great. The Jets lost, but they still played pretty decent from what I've seen, well enough to give me some points. So, you know, that's my fantasy football. I keep keeping an eye um R. Gould, who's the kicker for the 49ers, if you have him, he is questionable as of right now because he has suffered an ankle. No, it wasn't his ankle. It was his knee. Knee injury in the last game. They try to take all our people out. These guys are hitting each other hard, y'all. Like, I just look and say, wait, when did they get injured? You didn't have to hit them that hard. Why? Like, just tackle them. Like, why are you trying to knock the wind out of him like he did something wrong to you personally? You know? So I had to go find a kicker. I was on the hunt for a kicker because I was like, if Gould can't go back out there and kick, I got to go find somebody who can just give me at least four points because I'm on a roll. I need to go find a kicker. So I went out there and I found a kicker. Um, the Rams right now wouldn't draft anybody from there at all. Um, but I don't really have any other fantasy football advice except stay on the waiver list because I told you injuries are now becoming prone for a lot of the top players. So that means their second or third string is going to have to step up and go into the game. Find out what you can about that second string. And if they're valuable and they can make plays, those are points. You can't be picky. Beggars can't be choosers, y'all. Go go out there, find what you need so you can win some games. Because then your opponents will also be offering trade-ups to you. I'm going to keep saying it because it's true. To take one of your key good players. You thought I was giving up Travis Kelsey. I don't know why he thought. Shout out to Travis Kelsey. 
He's awesome. So let's talk really quick about how the Cowboys have no chill. (laughs) Cowboys fans have no chill. I mean, they dominated the internet yesterday. I can't wait to put these videos up that I found that are shareable um, by the um, person who put it up. So I'm going to share them. And they're hilarious. The, the, like, shout out to my sister and my friend, um, who is also a Cowboys fan lover. She showed up with her jersey on Sunday. So I know they're happy. It's weeks, it's now week six, and they are just, they think they're going to the Super Bowl, y'all. They, you should see the energy they're giving off. Cowboys defeated the Rams 22 to 10, and the fans everywhere are in gloating mode right now. They got Cooper Rush. I've seen videos where Homeboy taped over Dak Prescott's number and taped a number 10 up there and taped on the name Rush on the back of his football jersey. These are just so, oh gosh, they're hilarious videos. Like one dude was like saying sorry to Dak Prescott's jersey and hung it back up in the closet. It was just I was like, oh, gosh, Cowboys fans are the most entertaining fans out of everyone. Like, really? And it's really true. You wonder, you know, with the way they're winning, because they are winning. They're like up there. They're right behind the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. And they face the Eagles week six. We'll get to game predictions in a second. But they are winning. And I'm just like, yo, is Dak going to have a job when he comes back? I don't feel like he will. I don't feel like he's going to have a job as far as starting when he comes back. Because everybody's like, well, why wouldn't he? He's a franchise quarterback. If it was you, the last game that Dak Prescott played was against the Bucks, and they lost. And then you bring in this guy, Cooper Rush, and they start winning. CeeDee Lamb caught a one-handed pass in the end zone. When was the last time we highlighted CeeDee Lamb for such an infamous catch like that? Hasn't been a while. It hasn't been good. It's been a while. So I don't understand if it's not broke, why would you fix it? I don't see them changing that out. Because I'm telling you right now, if they put Dak back out there, who, by the way, hasn't practiced in a good minute, has no real seamless chemistry as of right now with the team because he's been out, they have adjusted fully to Cooper Rush, how he moves, how he does everything, and him and Dak are not the same. I don't understand why you would put Dak back in and ruin something that has, has some momentum right now. I'm telling you right now, I don't see them doing that. I see them making up some excuse why he can't play and sticking with Cooper Rush and keeping Dak until Cooper Rush gives them a reason to put him back on the bench. Now, I will say that Dak Prescott was set to return. Originally, they were trying to get him back week five. Then they said, no, he'll come back week six against the Rams. Well, that didn't happen because Cooper Rush was still out there. So right now, their focus is on the swelling and the soreness of the finger that was injured. While he was still having trouble gripping the ball, I remember reporting on that because I read that in the injury reports. Right now, their concern is whether he can grip the ball. Now, if those were the issues that you're worried about, why would you risk putting him back in there when you have a fully-fledged mobile quarterback who can grip the ball, who's winning? I can see Cooper Rush wasn't winning, but he's winning. So that's my take on it. I don't think that they're going to rush to put Dak Prescott back in there. I think they're going to tell him to take all the time he needs. I get it. He's your franchise quarterback. But hey, we didn't anticipate any of this happening. There's no way to predict this. Um, But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's what I'm saying. And right now, Cowboys, y'all ain't broken. Y'all are winning. And you better keep it that way because homeboy might take you all the way. Let me go ahead and say that for all the fans out there. So let's get in and make some week six predictions. As you know, um, 
I will not be posting an episode next week. Um, and that's just because I'll be, you know, traveling. But I will have so much more for you when I come back for episode um, eight, which will be after this. Um, I'll get to tell you about my experience of going to watch 49ers live to play on the on the field, on the ground, watching them. It'll be amazing. Can't wait to share that experience with you again. And then even tell you more about the games and the highlights that I did get a chance to see. Um, but week six predictions. Here we go. We got the Commanders versus the Bears. I'm going to go. I want to go because, you know, I don't like Carson Wentz as a player. I, I'm sure he's a great person outside of the stadium. But as a player, because he's not consistent. He has very great moments. And then he says, hey, I'm going to play like trash. And he plays like trash. Um, but so far, him and that wide receiver Dotson have been. A, if you have not drafted Dotson in your fantasy football, I need you to make a change. If nothing else, he's a great backup. I'm still going to go with the Bears, though. I don't know why. I feel motivated to go with the Bears. Um, these were already picked, by the way. I picked them last night. Jags versus the Colts. I'm going to go with the Jags. I just feel like the Colts winning against the Broncos was just a happenstance because the Broncos were playing like trash. That's what I think. I truly believe that. Um, I could be wrong. Um, Bengals versus the Saints. I'm going to go with the Bengals. If y'all can't beat the Saints, that's a problem. 49ers versus the Falcons. That's going to be a good game. I'm going to go with the 49ers, of course, and I will physically be there. Vikings versus the Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Right now, the Dolphins are still stumbling because Tua is still out. There is no word on if he will return. Only speculation around what they think he should do. Um, so definitely keep your ears out for that. Cardinals versus the Seahawks. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I'll never forget, we were watching the Cardinals play. I was in another bar because we went to a second one, which is like our known spot we go to here in Virginia um, to watch games, whether it's Thursday night or Sunday. And Cardinals were on a screen. I turned to my friend um, and she was hilarious. She was like, I don't know why, you know, Kyler Murray is a starting quarterback. She was like, he just is sloppy. I said, good Lord. Like she just came for Kyler and his whole football status. She's like, he's just sloppy. Look at how he's throwing the ball. There's no structure. There's no strategy. There's no coordination. It's just sloppy. And she was like, I don't know when they drafted him, they think, oh, this is going to be the perfect draft. He's sloppy. And I was like, wow. But to be fair, Kyler Murray has his moments where when he's structured with what he's going to do, it works out. But you could tell there are moments where he's a little sloppy with how he throws that ball and it doesn't work out. It never does. Um, so I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Jets versus the Packers. I'm going to go with the Packers. Did you see they played in London this past weekend? Um, and did you see the video? Please go Google um, Packers in, in London, not Aaron Rodgers versus Aaron Rodgers. Because there was a guy who looked exactly like Aaron Rodgers can't make this up, looked exactly like him. And then they put it side by side and literally said on the left, not Aaron Rodgers, but on the right, this is actually Aaron Rodgers. And they looked, I did, you would have thought they were twins. Oh, please go watch the video. Go Google it, go YouTube it. The video is out there. It was hilarious. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers. The Panthers versus the Rams. I'm actually going to take the Rams on this. I think that they'll be able to slide out a win. Um, if they can figure out what the heck is going on at the Rams, you know, franchise, what are they doing over there? Who's in charge? Who's making these decisions? I always ask these questions when I see a former Super Bowl team playing like they have no idea what they're doing. That's when I get upset. Bills versus the Chiefs, y'all. 
that's going to be a game. I don't care what nobody says. Bills versus Chiefs, I feel like is always a game. I'm going for the Bills. And then Broncos versus the Chargers, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Oh, I left out like four games. I'm sorry, y'all. Hold on. Cowboys versus the Eagles, that's going to be a game because right now Eagles are undefeated. Cowboys are winning. Someone's walking away from that game with a loss. So if I had to highlight a game for you to watch this week, it's going to be Cowboys versus the Eagles. That is going to be the game to watch, in my opinion. Great um, score ratings right now. Cooper Rush versus, what's his name? That's the quarterback for, it's not Justin Fields. What's his name? Jalen. I feel like I'm close, but the quarterback for the Eagles, you can tell I don't, I told y'all I don't like the Eagles, but I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm not going against my sister and my friend's team. Ravens versus the Giants. I'm going with the Ravens. Patriots versus the Browns. I'm going with the Browns. I find it entertaining that the Browns are winning without Deshaun Watson because they paid Deshaun Watson all this money, you know, in spite of, you know, the legal issues he was having with misconduct and allegedly. And I just find it funny. They're winning without him. Oh my God. I just feel like if I'm winning without you and you come back, why would I put you in to disrupt everything we're doing that's working out? It would make me upset if I force you back in there and then you suck. And then we lose when we could have just kept doing what we were doing. So I just, I'm going to go with the Browns, but yeah. And then the Bucks versus the Steelers. I'm going with the Bucks. I just need Mike Evans, Tom Brady, show up and show out. Those are my predictions. Hey, look at that. I kept it at like 25 minutes. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I love reporting and talking with you all in the morning. If you think of any fun topics or anything you want me to hit from the NFL or dig deeper into, please do not hesitate to visit www.notravisshirley.com or my Instagram handle, which is my first and last name. You're always welcome. I appreciate every last one of you. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy football this week. I know I will, and I will report when I get back. Love you. Bye.